Welcome to Mouthing Off with Olivia. Hey guys, it's Olivia Caridi from The Bachelor, the girl with probably the biggest mouth you've ever seen. But now I'm using my huge mouth to talk really smart things with my favorite reality stars, influencers, YouTubers, you name it. They're going to mouth off too. Bam. This is Mouthing Off with Olivia. I am here with someone who I've wanted to podcast with for a while and finally making it happen, Ashley Spivey, who uh, is my Twitter friend. And now yeah, we're Twitter we're, friends. We're, and now we're <laughs> friend friends. Um, so, so you were on Brad Max season, which if I'm asked, my mom and I always say Brad Womack is our favorite bachelor of all time. No, really? Yes, and I feel like that's not common. Yeah, I mean, I never watched him when he was on the first time. So, like, I can't really speak to, like, what he was like the first time around. But you know what he did, right? I know what he did. Like, I, I found out later. Okay. You know, on my season. But, um, yeah, he was just, like very quiet and very yeah he just there was like nothing going on up there or like in person and like there was no like sexual chemistry like whatsoever like I just felt like he was my dad oh (laughs) no yes it wasn't that it wasn't a good feeling I'm sure though like (laughs) you walk into the mansion and you know the first night at least they're all kind of the producers are giving you kind of stories to talk about like I'm sure the whole oh Brad didn't pick someone the first time around what's he gonna do this time like they wanted you to talk about that kind of stuff right Yes. And uh, being the crafty person that I am, (laughs) I noticed that they were telling people to say that a lot. And a lot of girls were, you know, like kind of like faux enraged or like acting like they cared. So I was just like, I'm not going to do that. And (laughs) I'm just going to play up the fact that I actually didn't know what he did. And so I kind of just told him, you know, I have no idea what you did. Um, Let's just, like, go from there. You get to, like, start all over. And then I feel like that helped me get the first impression rose because I was just like, I don't care. But That's what I was going <laughs> to say was we are both first impression rose winners. Yes, we are. Or, you know, whatever. <laughs> but it was different because I knew, like, who – I didn't know Ben, but I at least knew some things about him, which kind of helped me, like, feel comfortable. But I can't imagine what it would have been like just to go in blind, you know? Especially, like, how much time did you talk to Brad the first night before you got the first impression, Rose? Probably, like, a combined 10 minutes. (laughs) I was going to say, I I got about 10 (laughs) minutes, too, which was longer than most people. Yeah, I felt like I had a pretty good chunk of time, but I definitely felt like even, like, when we were sitting beside each other, like, he got something caught in his throat (laughs) and was, like, choking and actually, like, had to get up, and I was, like... What this is f- awkward. <laughs> yes. That's so, so, so you, you get the first impression, Rose. Did you feel it coming? Like, did you think maybe it could go to someone else or? Uh, I mean, I felt like I did pretty well and I felt I was getting like some good vibes from the girls actually. Okay. Um, but I thought it was going to go to Emily Maynard because. Really? 
Yes. I mean, the girl walked in and I literally was like, Jaw you're going to win. Yeah. <laughs> like, we should all go home. You're like one of the most beautiful people I've oh. ever seen. And she was so sweet and nice, too. So I was just like, can't Ugh. even hate her. No, not at all. To me, she's like <laughs> bachelor royalty in a way. You know what I mean? She really like, is. Like, if I had been on her season, and I'm assuming, did they, like, did she walk in last or something? Like, I feel like someone like her is either first or last. She just doesn't walk in in the middle. Yeah, she definitely wasn't first. I want to say we were in the first limo. Okay. Um, But she was almost last or last. And, yeah, she's, like, the Grace Kelly of the Bachelor. She's, like, the positive bright spot for me of this franchise and like yes. the goodness that it could be <laughs> of course and like she doesn't get enough credit like she's actually like very quick and witty mm-hmm. and like a smart ass so like I appreciate that about Emily like people I think a lot of times just like think she's beautiful and like very, very kind but she's also like spunky too <laughs> I love that but but I know at least for us we all kind of knew and anyone who says otherwise is lying we all knew that Lauren was had Ben's heart the whole time so did you guys feel like Emily was good the whole time we felt like that but then also there was Chantel who was kind of like a sneaky uh (laughs) a sneaky like attention getter um (laughs) So while we weren't necessarily as worried about Chantel, we knew that, like, she was getting all this, like, sexual chemistry from Brad, which no one else was getting. (laughs) I mean, I don't even think, like, anyone else wanted that, but, like, she was getting that. And then I think people were trying to make us think that Michelle did, Okay, but we all kind of got from her that she didn't really care. (laughs) So That's so interesting to me. Yeah. And, and they tried to make her such a villain, and we all loved her. So really? It was, just, it was so weak. Yeah, she did all of our makeup, all of our hair. Mm. Um, she was really sweet. I don't. It was just so odd. Was there anyone who you felt like was more villainous that didn't get painted as a villain? <laughs> I can't remember if I've even ever said this publicly, yeah. but um, actually a lot of people – kind of gotten arguments with Chantel. Really? So she <laughs> yes. might have been the villain that got spared. I really have no idea what happened with that season because I think that, you know, when we all got off, we thought Chantel won because hmm. that's who Reality Steve said won. Oh, I didn't know that. And oh, okay. Yes. Okay. And so we thought Emily was the runner up. We thought she was going to be Bachelorette when yeah. in reality it was kind of the other way around. Wow. And then Chantel decided not to do it because she had met someone in Seattle. I might have made that up like somewhere in Washington. <laughs> I was say, if she's and... in Washington, I'm finding her. Where is yeah. she? <laughs> she's somewhere around there. Where are like you? I think she lives on like an island. Oh. There, uh, I'm learning all of the island name. I'm going to find okay. her. I'm literally Googling her right after this, and I'm going to okay. find her. <laughs> I mean, and I, I have to say, I know I just said that about her being a villain, but then after that, she was very sweet and kind. Like, I think, like, people's competitive natures get the best of them right. in the show a lot of times. So, like, I don't even hold that against anyone. Yeah, I mean, afterwards. I think the show <laughs> has a way of 
amplifying your worst qualities and using them against you. Qualities that you didn't even know were a big part of your life, like competitiveness or jealousy or, you know, self comparison problems or whatever. Like it, it takes it and it's like, oh, let's just amplify it. And make you the worst version of yourself ever. (laughs) Yes. Like, I'd like to think that I'm a confident person. But when I was there, I mean, just the whole time, I was just like, I suck. I'm ugly. (laughs) I'm ugly. He hates me. I'm lonely. I'm tired. You're tired, No one will ever love me. (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, I, I totally, I totally feel that. One of my favorite memories growing up was watching my dad really enjoy grilling season every summer. Who else has a dad who just loves to grill? So Father's Day is coming up, and I knew the perfect gift to get Daddy-O, a package from Omaha Steaks for the grill. Omaha Steaks delivers hand-trimmed, flash-frozen, and vacuum-sealed meats directly to your door in an Omaha Steaks cooler. So I sent my dad some steak because that's what he loves to grill the most. But I also sent him some pork, lamb, and bison. There's also poultry, veal, seafood, and vegetable options as well. It's all the highest quality cuts with one-of-a-kind flavor. All the beef is USDA inspected for quality and aged for 21 days to unlock the full flavor and tenderness of cuts. So I actually had my shipment arrive a little bit early to Daddio, And over the weekend, over Memorial Day weekend, it was so great to get a selfie from my mom and my dad out at the grill eating their steaks and absolutely loving them. They said it was all delicious. So right now, Omaha Steaks is giving a limited time offer to my listeners for Father's Day. This deal comes at 78% off. So seriously, a whopping deal. Go to omahasteaks.com. You can type Olivia in the search bar and you can get this Omaha Steaks Father's Day package, which includes, bear with me, that's how much you're getting, two tender filet mignons, two beefy top sirloins, four chicken fried steaks, two boneless pork chops, four all-beef Omaha Steak burgers, four gourmet jumbo franks, 12 ounces of all-beef meatballs, one pound of steak fries, four caramel apple tartlets, one Omaha Steaks seasoning packet, plus you'll get four more grill-ready Omaha Steaks burgers absolutely free with your purchase. Again, this limited time offer is only $49.99. That's insane. When you go to omahasteaks.com, type Olivia into the search bar and add Father's Day package to your cart. Do it right now, you guys. This offer will end soon. Go to omahasteaks.com, type Olivia in the search bar, and let your dad fire up the grill for Father's Day. But what I want to know is how you, I always love to hear how people got on the show. Okay. Uh, mine is kind of an interesting story. Okay. I, I moved to New York with this guy in 2008. Okay. Um, I hadn't been dating him for that long. I didn't know him that well, but I thought it would be a good idea to yeah. move up here with him. Uh, we lived in a very tiny studio apartment in New York, which is never a good idea. Nope. <laughs> uh, but about two weeks after my dad passed away, which was very shortly after I moved to New York, I basically walked into my boyfriend at the time, uh, hooking up with another girl and it was awful. Um, I I immediately found somewhere else to live like the next day, but that guy wanted to eventually get into show business or like become an actor. And I was just like, 
I'm going to beat him to TV. Yes. So I was just like, how can I do this? I have no interest in being an actress or like doing anything like that. Uh, let me try out for The Bachelor. Because I think I had just watched Ali Fedotowski season or something like that. Hmm. Um, oh, yeah, so yeah. Was... I... <laughs> so you did I'm it pretty... for pure revenge. Uh, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> but then... After I sent in kind of like the first, I forget how long the form is, the first initial one. It's yeah. like five pages or something like that. But I, I practically gave them that story. And then I want to say they called me back like almost immediately after I sent They wanted in. that. That was a good story for them. Oh, yeah. They oh, were yeah. like, this girl's crazy. Her dad yep. just died. Like oh, she just went through this horrible yeah. relationship. She is going <laughs> to be an emotional life. She's a shoe in <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, Yeah. And that worked. I like beat him to TV. He and, never ended up going to TV. And yeah, do you, <laughs> I wonder if you're just that one that's going to bother him forever. Uh, ugh. No. no. I mean, At least he got maybe. you to New York. Thank him yeah, for that. He got me, yeah, he got me to New York. And, you know, I ended up doing the show because of him and then eventually meeting my husband because of that. So, like, I need it to all discuss, by the way, I had a plan that we were going to just, like, be on track, but that never happens. You mentioned your <laughs> husband. Is this true that you guys met at Brother Jimmy's? <laughs> we did. We no met at Brother Jimmy's. No way. Yes. Bro like, Jays. The unicorn relationship that actually makes it if you meet at Brother Jimmy's. Uh, um, brother Jimmy's was a staple, um, in my time in New York city and, uh, no, my best friend, Lexi, shout out to Lexi. She'll come back on pretty soon, by the way. Um, she is from Cleveland, you know, from Cleveland area and uh -huh. they have the, their, the Browns backers or whatever, but they watch all the Cleveland sporting events at brother Jimmy's. And so we spent so much time there, and I just I love the French fries, the ranch dressing that they have there is so special. It's so close to my heart, and uh, I just I always wonder like it's possible to find love at Brother Jimmy's. Oh, it's totally possible. Uh, which one did you go to? Because like now I'm like, how did we never meet? We never met. No, I was a regular at the uh, the one by Union Square. Okay, the Irving place. Irving, then. yeah, yeah. And I, we were there all the time, and they would walk around and, like, pour shots during the Cleveland games into our mouths, and it was – I just had so many French fries there and all the pulled pork. It was a really beautiful thing. It really was. <laughs> I loved Bro Jays, but I never fell in love there. Um, uh, and well, it's, it's been done. I need to has. know the story. Okay, so – we frequent both the Irving Place and the 31st and Lex yeah, one. But I, I want to say, Steve told me this. I don't know if it's true, but the Irving Place one closed. No, I would have heard about that. It would have been breaking I hope, news I in my hope life. I hope it did it. I hope no, it's just a myth. It was always so busy there. No way. Yes. Yeah, no. Okay. No. But anyway, about the 31st and Lex one. Uh, <laughs> we have been going there since 2008. It was like our always our favorite bar. Um, and... One week after I was off the show, I was actually like kind of dating someone at the time and Steve was there, saw me. Wow. Uh, no, this actually must have been after our season. Yeah, it okay. was after our season because he recognized me <laughs> and he came up to me, like bought me a shot and I kind of blew him off. Like I hate to admit it, but I was kind of a bitch. Great. Awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But he realized that who he was there with, one of his friends, was dating my roommate. 
Whoa. So for a year after that, he begged his friends to set us up. And then a year after that, me and my boyfriend broke up. And those same friends who he had been asking to set us up were having a going away party at Bounce. <laughs> at Bounce? Yeah, so oh, no. here's two of the best <laughs> bars oh, no. to never meet someone at. <laughs> Bounce is worse. Them in the store. Yes, I know. Uh, uh, that's hilarious. He was like, uh, come to Bounce. They're having a going away party, and Hunsberger wants you to come as his like birthday gift or something. I was like, who is Hunsberger? Hunsberger. Like, yeah. I don't even know this person. So I show up, meet Hunsberger. Chris Bukowski was actually there, what? which is so weird. Yes, I had never even met him before. And I had two friends with me from The Bachelor. So it was just like a Bachelor affair that weekend. And, and oh, Steve was like really into it, which I liked because my boyfriend before really hated the fact that I was still kind of involved in Bachelor Nation. Okay. Um, so yeah, I met him. We went on a date like three days later. It was great. He took me to Rose Bar. I, I... love Rose Bar. <laughs> yeah, see, that was this like classy. Is so weird. I don't now, want you that to think is... we're just <laughs> No, Rose Bar is like a sexy affair. <laughs> no, exactly. It was real cute. We like sat beside each other in yes. a booth. It was so romantic like and jazz like jazz music or something. <laughs> and maybe this is just like revealing too much, but like I don't care. Uh, my boyfriend before him, like we didn't have the best, like <laughs> sexual year. I hate that. <laughs> so like I, with Steve, I was just like, you, no matter what, I'm going to like hook up with this guy. Yeah. Like he's hot. I just need it, whatever. <laughs> so I had put flip flops in my bag and I was like wearing heels. So, um, anyways, <laughs> after wow. I go back to his place and uh, at about like three in the morning, I'm like, I'm just going to go home. I have to get whatever. out of here. <laughs> yeah. So I put on my flip flops, walk out the door, it locks behind me. And then I'm like, oh, no, I left my heels in there. You did it And on he purpose. had a dog that was like going crazy the whole time. So I was just like, oh, I can't like knock on the door because it's just going to make so much noise. I'm trying to like get out here without him even knowing. So I go back. He calls me at six in the morning. He's like, that's really weird that you left like that. I thought we had a great night. Um, I also have some more bad news. My dog ate your shoes. And I, I that's was where like, this story was going. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, don't worry about it. It's fine. You know, they were like $80 auto shoes. And he was like, no, no, no. I'm going to replace them. Don't worry. Like, send me your address. I'm going to replace them before the end of the day. And I was like, no, please. Like, don't worry about it. Here's my address, whatever. And he sent me a pair of Jimmy shoes. And I was just no. like, who is this person? Where did he come from? And you met him like, in freaking New York? Like, what? What? that doesn't happen. I met him in New York a wow. week after I had just gotten out of a two-year relationship. And I was like, I'm not even looking for anything. I just want to be single. And then I was like, I can't let this go. Like, And then <laughs> it worked out. And then it worked out. That so I need it. to I know mean, why you call him Sleepy Steve. <laughs> What's the story? He, okay, he falls asleep anywhere <laughs> and everywhere at <laughs> any time. Um, I have a hashtag on Instagram right. where you can see all the different places he has fallen asleep in our relationship. Is he narcoleptic? 
he's not. He's just like can fall asleep very easily. He's just sleepy. Which is, sleepy all the time. <laughs> um, and I'm the opposite. Like I actually have trouble sleeping. So it's a good thing and a bad thing. I mean, I get to take a million like funny pictures of him. Awesome. Like it cracks me up. But yeah. then also I just have like all this time to myself. That's which hilarious. Why I, I read it. a lot. I love it. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I have so many things. I love that you read a lot. And I wanted to randomly, um, you were saying that you were a, like bitchy to Steve when you first met him. <laughs> so so I'm, I'm part of, by the way, can you add me to your book club on Facebook, please? Thanks. Yes. I yes, applied I this morning. <laughs> I answered the questions. Perfect. Adam, um, you. But so I was I was looking at another like ladies group and I'm kind of in like self-help mode lately. And okay. someone was like, oh, you got to read this book. Uh, Why men love bitches. And okay. so I randomly walked past this bookstore yesterday in my new neighborhood. And I went to the self-help section and right there in front of me was why men love bitches. And so I was like, I was not intending on buying this book. I wanted something like leather bound and super old and sexy. And I ended up just getting this book. And, <laughs> and now I'm learning that like, I gotta be a bitch. I think you can do it with an equal amounts of both. You know what right. I mean? Like, I think the whole thing, cause I've read that book too. I read it a long time ago. Right. I think the thing is like, you just can't let yourself be treated like a doormat. And if there it. are things you don't agree with, you have to like stand up for yourself. I'm learning. I don't think that means you have to be like an unkind person or, yeah. you well, know, I like that the beginning of the book was like the, the word bitch is used in a very joking way in this situation. Right. But for me, I am, I'm the nice girl always and not the Georgia peach bitch, but like the <laughs> annoying one who's like, wait, love me. And so I'm, I'm like three or four years late on this book, but I love that you said that I was kind of a bitch because now I'm going to go into everything and be like, was I a bitch? No, I screwed up. <laughs> you got to keep them guessing. Yeah, like, no, I, I'm going to be like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm unavailable for three weeks, but that yes. would require me to leave my apartment. So I, I have to like a couple steps before I can actually start <laughs> being a bitchy dater, but I just love that you uh, used that term. When it comes to shoes, why does style always have to mean zero comfort? Like how sick are you of blisters from breaking in shoes or even the sore knees and feet from wearing heels all day and night? I used to sacrifice comfort for style all the time, but my feet just cannot take that anymore. Now I'm getting comfort and style and I'm doing it with Rothy's shoes. So let me describe. Rothy's is the everyday flat for life on the go. They're stylish, classic, comfortable, and they come in all fashion styles. They have three types, the flat, the point, and the loafer. So there's so many color patterns. They're always updating their lineup, actually, every few weeks. And uh, as someone who buys them, just let me... Uh tell you that they always sell out constantly. Plus, they're sustainable, so I feel good about wearing them. They're made from recycled plastic water bottles, and they're somehow still the softest shoe I've ever worn on my feet. It's like walking on a cloud. They're also machine washable, by the way, which is huge because, let's face it, our feet sweat. At my job, I have to be on my feet for hours at a time. So at work, I wear a black, solid version of the flat, 
You can look it up if you want. Check it out. On my off days, I get a little more fun and festive, and I wear the Olive Camo Loafer. So check them out online. I just love my Rothy's, and I know that you guys will too. Right now, Rothy's has an amazing deal for my Mouthing Off listeners. You can use the code Olivia to get free shipping, and there's no minimum cost. That's free shipping, free returns and exchanges on your Rothy's shoe, even though you're uh, you're not going to be returning them, you guys. Go to Rothy's.com. That is R-O-T-H-Y-S.com. Enter the code Olivia to get your cute shoes and free shipping. It's a total no-brainer. Shoes that are comfortable, stylish, and sustainable, and free shipping. Eh? So go get yourself a pair today. That's rothys.com. Promo code Olivia. So make sure to get this deal while it lasts. Okay, so here's another thing that you tweeted at me, um, and I can't even remember what I was talking about, but you were saying you got to find someone who like doesn't give a shit about social media at all. So oh, Steve yes. like does not care at all about social media. Not at all. I want to say when I first met him, he like barely knew how to use Instagram. Awesome. I, he, he may have even added me on Facebook first. What a door. And then a couple of weeks later, he somehow got locked out of his account and it was still hooked up to his Columbia email and he couldn't use his Columbia email anymore. That's, how, that's so happens he just, to me all the time. Yeah. So he just can't get back into Facebook. <laughs> I can't tell you I, how many times I've called like the TCU IT center and been like, um, I graduated like a hundred years ago, but I can't remember my password. Can you remind me what it is? And they're like, you've called literally once a year for the last six years. I'm like, I know I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, but that's what I'd love. Like I, I love that he doesn't even know how to get back into it and he doesn't care. He barely knows how to use Instagram. Like he'll tweet the most like, or Instagram, the most random like Eagle stuff that I think like (laughs) most people don't even get. And it just like, it really cracks me up. Oh, I remember why you tweeted it. I remember why (laughs) I tweeted something about how annoying it is when you're dating a guy and you go like randomly look at what they're liking. And it's like a bunch of girls in bikinis and stuff. That was what oh. it was. And you were like, you got to find someone who doesn't even have the gram or something yeah. like that. And that yeah. stayed with me. It really did. I mean, I think it's true. Like, I think that if you catch that early on, that stuff doesn't stop, you know? I mean, ever. Like someone, no. Yeah. Someone who's like already looking at other outlets, you know, and not paying attention to you. That People just deserve so much better. I and agree. I really... I think that social media ruins relationships today. I completely agree. I got so much shit for, for tweeting that and people being like, that's just guys. Like, they have to like nude girls. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry that I have higher standards for myself as a person. And like, I get that guys like sexy girls, but like, I don't want my guy spending his time on Instagram liking bikini pictures. I'm sorry. Like No, especially no. when the whole world can see that. Like we're just getting, look at porn yeah, on your computer. In, like we're getting in trouble with guy. Becca's guy, Garrett, for what he was liking on Instagram. Like that stuff stays. Yes. I mean, I wish he was just looking at girls. Yeah, well they <laughs> pictures in bikinis. I would forgive Garrett if it was bikini. I prefer the bikinis to yes. what we're seeing. But <laughs> Yeah, we'll we'll get to that cuz I yes. your opinions make me very happy. No, I want to talk a little bit more about about Brad because you were someone who weren't you weren't on the show for that long, but you've still maintained 
like a, a persona in this bachelor world, which I think is really cool. Um, but in many ways you think of yourself as this kind of boring girl. Like why do people <laughs> care? I don't, I think the same way about myself. I'm like, how do I still, I like, why do people recognize me still? I don't know. Who knows? Well, it, <laughs> I mean, at least you get recognized. I mean, maybe like once in a blue moon <laughs> I ever get recognized. Like I could care less if I really ever get recognized. Like, I even get embarrassed when some of my best friends will tell people that. And I'm just like, why? Like, I've moved that on. Was like, you know that what was I like mean? The past. the past was like the past. Yes. No, I, what I find um, interesting and something that I've always had a theory on. So, so you have a one-on-one date with Brad. And yes. you had, and I'll never forget this date. It was so fun and painful to watch. Um, <laughs> you guys record a song together in studio but, you know, I was listening to you on Reality Steve's podcast and you had said that you wrote in the application that you were afraid of like singing or public singing, right? Terrified of karaoke. Karaoke. <laughs> that's what it was. So I've always had a theory that whatever you write on your fears thing on your application, you are 100% going to do whatever you're afraid of doing. Yes. I wish I would have thought about that. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't even remember what I wrote. I never got a date, so it never even really mattered. But um, it was painful for both of you, I feel like. At least it was like a mutual pain, you know? <laughs> yes. Like, he was just as uncomfortable. And, right. like, as bad as my singing voice is, like, his was even worse and, like, oh, yeah. louder. <laughs> no, like, he came off worse than you did. So you should be really grateful. But, yeah, everyone, if you're going on the show, because I get messages all the time from people who are like, my friend is auditioning. What should she do? And I'm like, if she, if there's a line on the application that says biggest fear, do not put your biggest fear. Because if your biggest fear is heights, you're going to go skydiving. That's just how no, it works. Exactly. Because they want you, you to cry. You should put something like, I'm afraid of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't even remember what I put, but like I would just be like, I'm afraid of shopping or something like that, which yes. I kind of am. So that would actually probably terrify me. But, I mean, I'm with you. I just online shop. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, shopping, I'm like allergic to it. So actually, if I got a one-on-one -on -one date with shopping involved, I'd be like, no, take me home, please. <laughs> I can't. I can't. But what I want to know, because I never got a one-on-one -on -one date, did you feel like you had enough time on that date to like really feel like, oh yeah, Brad, this could, this could work. Do you know what I mean? I'd say, okay. Ours started in the car where we like drove in a convertible, which was already like really awkward for me because the whole time I was just like my makeup and getting my your hair, hair getting out of your lipstick. So yeah. Yes. And we couldn't really talk to each other because they couldn't mic us. Right. Because it was so loud. It would have just been wind. Yeah. But we did manage to like say a couple of things to each other. And one of the questions he asked me was what my favorite movie was. And I, I think I told him like lost in translation or something like that. Yeah. And then he was like, my favorite movie is American History X. And that scared the shit out of me. Because I don't know if you've ever seen that movie. No. But it is dark. And it is violent. Okay. While, and... you're, while you're talking, I'm looking this up. Okay. <laughs> I'm just curious. Yes. Uh, so that just kind of like put me in a weird place. I think someone's like favorite movie says a lot about them. Yeah. And um, just like everything was like a little forced with us the whole day. Like 
I just feel um, like any even, if you're on a date like that, it's it is always gonna feel forced. Cause I always people always say like, why are you on the on these dates? Why is the first question like? do you want to get married? Do you want to have kids? And I was like, because you can't talk about what you would normally talk about on a first date because they don't want to air footage of you being like, yeah, so my dog, you know, like they want to get you talking about marriage and stuff like that. So it's, it's like moves faster than any normal first date would move. Right. And I think, yeah, exactly. And on mine too, kind of what happened and I don't even know really how this happened, but um, the song that we had to sing was like very special to me and my dad. Mm-hmm. So then that made me like super emotional. Then I ended up talking to him about it, which I didn't want that to be really like the first thing we talked about with each other. But then right. I couldn't just be like, oh, this is why I'm crying so much on this day. Yeah. Like, um, so I felt like we started it off kind of like in a sad, weird place. And that was just really hard to come back from. Right. And and even after the date was over, we had to do like, I think we were eating sushi on the rooftop, which I don't even like sushi. And I think it's like an actual like weird thing to eat on a date because like the pieces are so big and like, I don't know. It's really my nightmare to eat sushi on a date. Yeah, totally. I wonder if I put that too. Um, But after we were done, we had to, like, slow dance to kiss by a rose on the rooftop. And there was, like, a helicopter above us. So we had to dance. We could barely hear the music. He was a really bad dancer. I feel, like, very uncomfortable dancing in front of people. Yeah, me too. I would hate that. It was awful. He... And then he wouldn't, like, make a move to kiss me, so they broke us up halfway through, and the producers were like, you just got to kiss him. What? Yes. Yeah, the producers broke Ben and I up one time because we were, like, talking, and they were like, hey, can you guys just, like, make out? And we were like, yeah, sure. And that's kind of when I was like, yeah, I'm screwed if he doesn't want to, like, make out. You know what I mean? No, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. And then then I just kind of knew that – I didn't have much time on the show if I was, like, making someone you, kiss you, me. And you were, like, <laughs> making the moves instead of him. And that was pretty exactly. early on. So you had a feeling relatively early on that this wasn't going to work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it probably started another time. I don't – I think it might have been before our date. But, like, he came in one day and his neck was super wrinkly. And I just remember, like, thinking in my head, I was like, if his neck is this wrinkly, can you imagine what his balls look like? (laughs) And then that was, like, all I could ever think about. He had a freaking wrinkly neck. That would drive me nuts. I'm trying to think of the things that turned me off about Ben. God. um, I hated the way that he talked with his hands so much because he always reminded me like that he was always a politician and he was like uh, giving a speech like everything was very speechy mm. and that just really annoyed me right it really it's hard annoyed to be me. authentic yeah I don't know because I was like everything feels like there's like cue cards behind our heads or something you know what I mean right and so that yeah. was something that really annoyed me I wish I re- could think of something like wrinkly neck but (laughs) (laughs) I don't have a wrinkly neck comment 
or yeah. oh but but yeah I mean I always wonder like we're we're thrust into these situations where we have to think that these guys are just so amazing or you know, this girl is so amazing but there's got to be stuff that we're like yeah this isn't gonna work like you told the story about where he was in a hot tub and he wouldn't take his <laughs> sweatshirt off or something like that oh yeah and drunk me just like couldn't let that could go. not handle that <laughs> Was that a group date and you guys went in a hot tub and it was a group date and it was at his place. I don't know if they do this anymore, but the bachelor used to have an actual mansion. Like now it almost seems like they're in this like apartment complex or something. Yeah, totally. (laughs) But he used to have a mansion. So we went over to his place. Uh, We ate there and then we kind of did like a jacuzzi party, except like we couldn't play music or anything like that. And finally, it just got so awkward. The producers were like, we're giving them shots of tequila and we're actually going to play some music. We're just going to get them drunk. Yeah, exactly. On that date, they showed it later. Okay. Like us all dancing in the pool. He did not dance, not one time. He felt just so, I mean, I guess that's why he never took off his shirt, but it was, I just like can't with people like that. Like I like people who (laughs) are like. Take your shirt off. Yes, this that's what we're here for. I haven't seen a shirtless male in like a month. I'm Ugh. dying. Just like give me something. Yeah, I mean all I've seen is chicks for a month. <laughs> and exactly. I just need an ab or a wrinkly neck or One. a wrinkly ball. One. Even that. Well, I think yes. Supposedly he had like a nice chest too. So I was just like, Ugh. And so you this never even worst. saw it. Like when you guys ki- you never like put your hand up his shirt and felt his hair I feel like he's hairy no. I feel like he is too I think I he's like a little hairy <laughs> so our time is actually more clo- close than I thought it was you also got the two-on-one so we were first impression two-on-one but the the difference was the person I was on a two-on-one with hated my guts and you oh. were on the two-on-one with your bff I can't think of right. which one is worse like, I think it would have been harder to be on a two-on-one with my BFF than the twin. You know what I mean? For sh- yes, because ours was so bad because, Ash- like, Ashley and I were having fun on the date, which I know we and- shouldn't have. But at dinner, we were, like, making faces at each other. And at one point, Brad was like, if you want me to leave you two alone, I can't. Oh. And he, like, kind of pushed back from the table. And... What a whiny that- person. Yes, that... That shows what type of person he was. Yeah. Like, he, he needed all your attention. And he said that to me later. He was like, I just feel like you're more invested in other people here. And I was like, I am. I, I have <laughs> fallen in love with women because I don't see you ever. We never speak. And I've never right. seen your chest. So. Exactly. How you're am I giving supposed me nothing, to love Brad. you? Here's a question. Does your purse also become a never-ending black hole? Do you have to take everything out of it just to find your keys and your phone at the bottom? So let me tell you about Dagny Dover. It's the bag that I use every day that helps me live a lot smarter. These bags are a fusion of fashion and function committed to keeping you organized while still looking real good. 
There's tote bags, wallets, toiletry bags, crossbody clutches, leather, neoprene, the cutest bags in the world. I'm not just saying that. Look them up while you're listening to this. I recently got the Dakota backpack in emerald green. It's a bag that's so versatile for me as I'm always on the go. So I use it for two main reasons. It's quick drying, lightweight neoprene is the ultimate performance fabric. So it goes on every single hike with me. I do that on my days off. But when the days I'm working, it also has a spot for all my necessities. So my phone, my wallet, laptop, speakers. So it's great when I'm commuting to work during the day. So you can get one for yourself or if you got yourself a boo, lucky you, buy one, share it with him. It's his and hers, the colors, you'll both love them. So when it comes to Dagny Dover bags, everything has a place because everything has a purpose in your life. Right now, Dagny Dover is offering my Mouthing Off listeners 20% off your purchase when you go to dagnydover.com slash Olivia and enter my code Olivia. Don't put off getting organized. My bag has changed the game for organization for me. So check them out, dagnydover.com slash Olivia. That's D-A-G-N-E, dover.com slash Olivia. Use my code Olivia to get 20% off your order. You'll be really happy that you did. So you, yeah, you were BFFs with, with Ashley H. at the time, who is now yes. Ashley Rosenbaum, married. Yes. How do you guys still talk and hang? Are you still like batch friends? We definitely still talk. Uh, I actually just saw her in Miami when I was there oh, cool. in February. Um, and I got to meet her daughter who I haven't met her yet. So cute. Um, but we love them. We uh, That was actually one of the first dates or big functions I brought Steve to. I brought mm-hmm. him to Ashley's wedding. <laughs> what? That's a, was that that was on camera, right? That was filmed. Yeah. So he yeah. yeah, then he really experienced bachelor royalty. He did. Wow. And he was so great because he has seen like almost every season of The Bachelor, so he knew who everyone was. Right. <laughs> so was like everyone loved him out. by the end of it. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the maybe not with I I call the the OG days. Like I consider Brad Womack season an OG season for me in a way because I just feel like if I were to watch your season back and then you know watch this new season uh, with Becca it's just so different you know what I mean like yeah I feel like it was sort of maybe pure during your days and now I just feel like it's just it's a show now you know but maybe I'm wrong I don't know what's what's your opinion on like how these people have become celebrities. These contestants are now looked at as celebrities and not just people who did a show. Well, that's what I would say is different about the seasons is that I think people really used to not look up to the lead, but like hold them in a certain regard. Yeah. And now I almost feel like just people are so negative on the leads. Yeah. And you know, the, the contestants are more like the big pool. <laughs> they really are. Like, the lead is like yeah. nothing now. Like it's not even exactly. cool to be the lead. It's not. You want to um, be the contestant. Yeah. But now like I even sometimes, you know, now I just work a normal job for Delta and I'm, you know, at work and someone will come up to the desk and be like, holy shit, are you Olivia? And I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. And now look, I'm. Um, can I check your bags for you or... <laughs> 
<laughs> so it's just funny that like people think, oh my God, this is really her. And I'm like, yeah. And like, then we cannot talk about it again. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just so, right. it's so interesting how we live in a world where you can literally have zero talent and go on a show that requires no talent and somehow be like have more followers on Instagram than some like actors who are really super talented you know what I mean yes I think that's so crazy and I think kind of going back to what you were saying before you know I I really wasn't on there a long time right at all there's no reason why anyone should even care about what I'm doing anymore (laughs) But I think it's because I didn't really go and do the normal things that people do when they get off the show. Right. Like go to um, events and. Right. I mean, yes, I, you know, was in Ashley's wedding and sometimes I'll do like an occasional bachelor thing here Mm -hmm. and there. But I kind of was more um, concerned with how I looked when I got off the show and I mean, I got a good edit. I'm not saying anything yeah. bad about that, but more, I just wanted to be like, there's more to me than that. Right. And kind of do my own thing. I don't know. And I'm, I'm very open. And I think that maybe people connect to me in that way. Like I could be your friend. Yeah, <laughs> totally. I don't know. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I, I just think I, I, I've talked about this. I've, we lived in New York at the same time and somehow never, even though there's like a pretty big New York bachelor click. So I'm I, pretty disappointed in us. I I'm pissed. Yeah. Like I I'm, don't even know what I was. It might've been when I was planning our wedding, which means I was just like in a really dark hole of <laughs> wedding planning <laughs> responsibilities. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm just yeah, now, disappointed because like if we met at bro J's, that would have, made my life you know what I mean we so. would have taken shots and had frickles oh they, oh <laughs> the best guess what you guys good news the fab fit fun summer box is here you've seen my fab fit fun subscription boxes on my instagram timeline for years now it's a seasonal subscription box for women to discover all sorts of new full-size fashion beauty home fitness and wellness products it's delivered four times per year for just $49.99 a box so every season i'm getting a set of products that i always love so just wanted to give you a little heads up about my summer box and what's in it. I got a Foreo Luna Fofo face scrub brush and anti-aging skincare device, a Summer and Rose beach towel, Elemis papaya enzyme peel for my skin, a uh, Vasanti brighten up enzyme face rejuvenator, and some aromatherapy associates de-stress muscle gel. So all these products, they're full size, no sample sizes, and it's a really, really good value. Many products, individual value is more than the entire cost of the box. Let me break that down. The Foreo face scrub brush I just mentioned, it retails at $89. The whole box itself retails at over $320. Reminder, you're only paying $49.99. So get a summer box for yourself because you just should. That's the only argument I have. The FabFitFun box is in limited supply. These boxes always sell out. So use my code Caridi, my last name, C-A-R-I-D-I, to get $10 off your first box. So head over to FabFitFun.com. Start getting the box for a life well lived. Use my code Caridi to get $10 off your first box. That's over $200 for only $39.99.
One more time, go to FabFitFun.com. Use my code Karidi to get $10 off your first FabFitFun box. No, no, what, <laughs> I, what I've always, I've never met you in person, but I have been an avid uh, fan of your tweets. Um, <laughs> you're a good live tweeter, and I think I'm a good live tweeter myself. Um, you but are. You, you compete with me, and it's good. <laughs> but, like, what's the art to your tweet game i think i'm always trying to not be too mean <laughs> but, but just mean also, enough yeah just like enough to maybe like call someone out mm-hmm. a little bit um but then also be funny too yeah you know or maybe like have a little like shocking value to it like i have no filter good i love that <laughs> Um, I probably should. <laughs> no. I'm a nanny. Not so like <laughs> someday I'm just like one day Burley is gonna be like older and going back and reading all my t- tweets and, and he's just be gonna proud. be like so embarrassed. I he'll hope so. Yeah. <laughs> so cute. So cute. Um Yeah, but, no, I think the interesting thing is I I've read that you offended like Sean Lowe and who who was it? Courtney? <laughs> Courtney Robertson. Do you remember what yes. you tweeted that offended them? Because I can't even remember, but. Well, so I used to have a blog. Oh, that's, and... yes, with memes. Yes. Yes. And my my blog, uh, I'd say, is probably a, not meaner than my tweets. <laughs> but um, you, I was just mainly commenting on the show through pictures. But then in my writing, I would be like, I'm sure this person is not that bad. Right. You know? Um. I think that Courtney got very upset because this one time I drew devil horns on her <laughs> and Yikes. I, I, I don't necessarily take that back because I do think a lot of the things that she was doing was kind of mean, Yeah. but I did say, you know, I get edits and I'm sure she's not that awful. And then in her book, you know, she's, she said a bunch of, not so great things about me but then she also said this thing where like I said she had a magical vagina and I took offense to that because one I don't even say vagina so like I know I didn't say that <laughs> that didn't come out of my mouth and no, I didn't tweet not at it. All. my fingers did not tweet that yes I don't and I feel bad because there was some event that we were supposed to go to and she was there before me and someone told her that like I was on my way and she was like I gotta get out of here she hates it me. was that aggressive Yes, I'm like, I do not hate her at all. And I would love to meet her and be like, Courtney, I do not think that about you. So, like, if any chance she's listening to this, I do not hate you, Courtney. Like, I'm sure you are a great, wonderful person. Yeah, we have mutual friends. I'm sure she's lovely. I think she's beautiful. And No, it's just funny because I remember, like, Sean Lowe is someone who I always watched. I've never met, but I always thought he was a cool dude. And even I, like, the stuff he was tweeting about me, I was like, oh, what a dick. You know what I mean? (laughs) And I feel like if I met him in person, I'd be a little bit like, oh, what a dick. But I know he's just a dude who's tweeting, and he's just doing it to get get people riled up. But um, when him and Michelle Collins hosted this, like, after Bachelor show, it only lasted, like, one season – 
Um, but like for good reason. Yeah. But like Michelle Collins was such a shit to me and like, you know, not to me, but like said horrible stuff. And I was at an event and I saw her there and I, I want, I went up to her and I was like, Hey, like, you know who I am. And she's like, yeah. And I said, you were, you were really not so cool to me on the after bachelor show. And she's like, yeah, yeah. But you know how it all is. And we ended up getting drinks together that night and like had so much fun. And so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just like, it's a, it's a weird line to, to kind of, kind of tiptoe over all the time is like, how do you be snarky and make fun of the show without like offending all these people? And even the people that are snarky are not assholes. They're just, you know, talking. It's all just right. talk. And I think everyone kind of has like different online personalities. Right. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my Twitter personality is different than my Instagram personality or yep. my real life personality. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if like, especially in terms of Sean Lowe, like he did tell me that he was like, I thought you were going to be a bitch. <laughs> later on that weekend, he tweeted like, you have a heart of gold. So yeah, I, it's just, it's I, all, it, it's all like, and, and people all the time too, cause I'll tweet stuff that are kind of, that's kind of snarky about the show or whatever. And they'll be like, God, you're just, you're so jealous. And like, you still hold on to the show so much and, and blah, blah, blah. And you're just resentful. And I was like, no, I'm literally just trying to like educate people on the show. And then also just be like, I'm trying to show people my snarky fun self since no one really got to see it on the show. The only thing I resent is that no one got to see me. You know what I mean? But like, Right. You you can't look into all of these tweets and like think that you understand what's going on in my brain or anything like that. You know, and it's just our thumbs are moving like 400 miles a minute and there's exactly. like typos everywhere. But your tweets are are great. And not even just about The Bachelor, but um I just love that you take a stand on things that I think a lot of bachelor people are um afraid to take a stand on. Well, anything, well, really. <laughs> yeah, I mean I think maybe I'm a a special case because I don't care about biting the hand that feeds me because I no longer have to worry about being cast on bachelor shows. Agree. (laughs) I totally agree. And I don't have to worry about uh, sponsorships because I don't give a shit. (laughs) (laughs) Me neither. So it's great. Um, So I don't mind telling people about my political affiliations or how I feel on a certain topic because if someone doesn't want to follow me because of that, I don't want them following me anyway. In the first place. <laughs> I totally yes. agree. And it, it, it won't hurt my feelings. Like I get it. <laughs> I um, mean, I, I just love when I'll post, you know, something political or I often don't post, but I'll like, like stuff. And then people will message me saying, Oh, I, I look at what you like or whatever. And they'll say something like unfollow. And I'm like, do you think I care that you unfollowed me? Like, why did you want to tell me that you unfollow? I don't care. Goodbye. (laughs) Please. That always cracks me up when people tell me when they're going to unfollow me. It's so weird, right? It's a very strange thing. I might not have noticed that you even did follow me. Did you follow me in the first place? I had no idea. Right. Uh, That's weird. That stuff is so funny to me because I feel like people just get offended by the weirdest things and then things that should offend them don't yeah (laughs) right yeah no I mean if you guys um there's something we touched on in the beginning of the show one of Becca's guys um what's his name again 
Garrett. Garrett. Um, it's, I don't even know. It's amazing how people find the things that they find. But he was liking um, some pictures on Instagram, right? Instagram? Um, yes. That weren't just, these photos aren't just like different political opinions. This, these are just like really sad uh, opinions and really hateful. And uh, yeah, so he's, his Instagram is gone now, right? It, right. He deleted it. Um, but yeah, I think people sent these to you because you're like the speaker of the truth. (laughs) (laughs) I know someone was just like, she's going to hate this politically. I'm going to send it to her because maybe she'll like tweet it out. No, it's just sad. (laughs) It's really sad. No, it's stuff that it's like, it's human hate. It's not just like hate for a certain part. It's just like he really sad. Um, and and if you Google it, then, then you'll probably see it. But my, my thought is like, do the do these producers these abc people do they even look at social media because this is like the second person in a row um who's getting kind of hate even pre-season for for what they tweet or whatever like i feel like they don't even look anymore well i don't know what your experience was like before you got on the show yeah but for me um they were like very concerned if there were like sex tapes out there about us or naked pictures or um we had to actually delete our not delete our social media accounts but at least like deactivate them yeah um what else did we have to do that was just like so intense do that but like the the problem with that was at least later I'm sure now but with my season was like so much of the show is all about followers and social media that like they they couldn't really stop us you know like there was I was one who was like I got I deleted my previous Instagram and I was like off of everything but so many people like that's a really big reason why they go on I feel like so they're like I gotta get right back on social media but right I just remember like going into a room and there was like a private investigator or something who said, is there anything that could come out that could like damage you or us? But yeah, I mean, for me, it seemed more like sex tapes or um, not, not as much like what you tweet or things like that. You know what I mean? Right. And like, I almost feel like with what just happened with Rachel season, with Lee, with Lee yeah, and how they missed that, I would think that they would maybe be more careful with this. Right. Because li- different political views are one thing. Yeah. And I don't think, I would not feel this way if he just had like pictures of Trump or yeah. something like that. That's not, that's not what bothers me. Mm-hmm. What bothers me is that we have a bachelorette who considers herself progressive who we've seen on her social media that she does not agree with views like this. And we have a guy who is on this season, you know, liking transphobic uh, pictures who is liking toxic masculinity uh, posts, who is, who just seems to have very hateful posts towards stuff that we should not be it actually supporting like, in this I felt like crying a little bit when I saw especially the transphobic um yes. posts I just felt like crying and not yeah. because like I just 
I can't imagine ever hating something that much that I would like like approve of of just horrid horrid I'm it's just really sad I don't know made me really sad to see it and um I hope it's something that is addressed I don't know how they're gonna I don't know how it'll roll because I I I'm not a spoilers person um but unfortunately I feel like nowadays everybody is so they just message it to you like oh you're supposed to know um who who won and I'm like I don't look at anything don't yes I don't know how people don't know this but you should always ask someone if they're spoiled before you do something like that agree people it's just nice now if you're on Twitter and a show just came on and you didn't meet mute like any tweets about that show that's on you you can't get mad about that but if someone sends you a DM just to tell you who, who won or who whatever, yes. yeah, no, that like, just annoys me. It drives me uh, yeah. nuts. You're an asshole. Yeah, like don't. Yeah, do that was really rude. But no, my I I love like being well. Previously, when I was on the East Coast, and I would just be live tweeting normally, and I'd get all these messages like, "You're such a jerk. You're spoiling the show." And I was like, "You shouldn't be on Twitter." when the show is airing uh, across the country at all if you can't watch yeah. it you know what I mean like that's not my fault that you you know follow batch people and it showed up right so Twitter's been around for like 10 years for, for people should time. know how yeah. it works like <laughs> I know that if I can't watch you know Grey's Anatomy I shouldn't go on Twitter the night of the show because right. people are tweeting about it yeah, no, right. it's Twitter's just a very it's a fun game. It's a really right. it's a really fun game. But what I want to know, and it's a question um, that Amy Kaufman, do you know that name? The book yeah. Bachelor. Okay, so yeah. she, she was on my podcast, and she point blank said to me, if, "If you feel all these things about the show or whatnot, what keeps you coming back every season?" So I want to pose the question to you: What is it about the show that keeps you coming back? I think for a while, um, The Bachelor kind of was my escape. Yep. Um, I, I, it's actually the only reality TV show that I watch. Yeah. Um, Ditto. So sometimes it's kind of nice to turn off my brain and be able to watch this. But this is the reason I, I have issue with what happened in Rachel's season. This is why I have an issue with this season. I'm not going to be able to suspend my disbelief this season like I already know this about this guy and it will be very hard to support him on this season unless they address this before the show premieres I just don't see them doing that I don't either and like which sucks but they yeah the one thing I really want the bachelor to get better about is facing these issues head on Mm -hmm. I get that you have to sometimes play like middle of the road America to not piss either side off. Yeah. But at some point when you've already blown it on how to talk about sexual um, assault, sexual assault, or you've already blown it on how to talk about racism, you at some point got to do the work. Like you have a responsibility when you have such a big audience. Yeah. Like, no, I I totally agree with you. I just, Um, what I, what I'm also curious about with you is, is this concept of, you know, you don't care about biting the hand that feeds you. And I don't either, obviously. Um, 
do you have you ever heard from any of them? Like, are you still in contact with these producers, and do they ever talk to you or 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 anything like that? Yeah, like I uh, I talk to Millsy a lot. Okay. Yep. <laughs> I love him. Um, I think he's a wonderful person. Um, Alon, I actually just kind of reconnected with. Oh, okay. Um, and kind of we had this whole thing. I'm not even going to get into that because <laughs> I know I will already like get a bunch of hate for yeah. the reason why we connected um, concerning kind of another whistleblowing incident that just happened with some people in New York. We'll, we'll um, talk privately about this. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> okay, I'm curious. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think I've ever gotten any hate about it necessarily because I've always been very honest with the producers about how I feel and anytime I haven't agreed with them about something I'll say it um you know I really did not agree with how they handled the stuff in terms of Bachelor in Paradise yeah um I as soon as I heard about the Lee thing (laughs) I was furious about it yeah tweeting about it and Instagram about just because I want people to know that. Like, you can't ignore things like this anymore. It would be nice if we could, but at this point, it's really irresponsible to ignore it. And kind of another thing about Garrett that I want to say is I get that it's just likes and it's different than Lee's case because Lee was actually writing tweets that were racist. So those were in his own words. Mm -hmm. And... I get coming from a place where maybe, you know, it's kind of ignorance where like you were raised that way. You don't know any better. I come from a very small Southern town that there is still a lot of racism there and Mm -hmm. there is still a lot of backwards views, but that doesn't mean you have to be that way. Right. And especially when you're almost 30 years old. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, And I'm not discounting that maybe Becca could change his mind about some things. That would be wonderful. But there's already a show on TV like that. It's called Queer Eye. And I enjoy that show. Yep. I love that (laughs) show. I don't need to see it on The Bachelor. And I doubt that they're even going to, like, tackle that. This is just something we know anyway. I don't see it happening. I just, I always remember, too, like, going into the show... I, oh, at least my season, um, I always knew that Ben was, was really religious. Mm-hmm. And so I, I went into it thinking, oh, like we'll be able to talk about all these things and it'll be a prominent, you know, because it's such a prominent part of his life, it's gotta be a big part of the show. And I just remember how surprised I was at the end of everything, you know, you go home and you kind of think about everything that happened. And of course you like look over every stupid detail. Um, but it never, even like religion, which was really important to him, never came up. And then I watched the show as it's airing and you never even hear about a part of his life. That's really important to him. Um, and yeah, I, I just remember wanting to talk about these things when we, when we were filming and on camera and even then it's like, it just never got touched. And I just always wonder if there's like a reason things don't get touched on this show or if it's just a, a, a fear of actually taking a stance on something or trying to impact people in a real way, you know, and I don't know. I just, 
uh, that, that was something that always kind of bothered me was that I never heard about it. And right. with this, you got to wonder whether you'll hear <laughs> something. I mean, it, I'm, I hope maybe they talked about stuff like this on the show, but even if they did, will it air? I don't know. Probably not. I, I mean, for sure that they have issues with alienating people or polarizing people because right. it took so long to get a black bachelorette. Right. <laughs> but too long. Yeah. I just really hope that they either Garrett will say something. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people are like, he shouldn't have to apologize for his views. Um, whether or not th- that is what you believe. I think that it's something you have to address because based on all the people I talked to yesterday, there are a lot of people that are upset. Yeah. I've, I saw and, them. I was, yeah, I was on your Twitter. <laughs> Damn. And I don't know. I yeah. just, I have thought, I have a lot of thoughts. I have a lot. Do of the thoughts. right thing. Bachelor. Do please, the right thing. please. Bachelor. <laughs> make me happy. Just one time. And just what? talk about something real. You know what I yeah. mean? Something yeah. else that you've talked about, um, is that you were in, physically emotionally abusive relationships in your past um yes and you quoted something on a podcast that was really interesting to me where you said you went on the show with a really low self-esteem and you learned a a lot about yourself while doing the show right right so I always wonder because I I I, people say these what did you get out of this everyone always says I learned a lot about myself and I always find it interesting because of how like emotionally distressing it is and how manipulative sometimes the environment can feel that we all somehow really do learn valuable things about ourselves. You know what I mean? Right. I, it's just, so, yeah. I, when I think back, cause even I can say it was like one of the worst things I ever did, but I learned a lot about myself. So like, what about the show helped you overcome that low self-esteem? I think it's kind of talking about even what you said, where you're confronted with all the kind of best and worst things about yourself. Mm -hmm. And you don't necessarily get to do that a lot, like in everyday life. You know what I mean? You're always kind of just trying to be like very even killed. (laughs) Um, So within like six weeks, you act like a fool so many times. Oh my gosh. Or you're really great. So you, you really do learn your strengths and your weaknesses. And not only that, but... I know in, in my case, like I, I went on one, one-on-one, uh, maybe one group date. So like the rest of the time I would be doing like one-on-one interviews with the producers. Yeah. You do get a lot of good quality time in those rooms sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And I felt like those were therapy sessions really. So I don't know. I mean, it was like having a therapist that I didn't have to pay for. (laughs) And I, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I agree with you on that. For all the times I felt like those ITMs got really, you know, horrible moments that they could splice and dice together. That people don't even know. I I spent hours in those ITMs um yeah. talking about like deepest darkest parts of me. Um and even if like I think back to I think back at this I was talking about something that was really really important to me and I can't even remember what it was but I was getting emotional and I look across the way and I see that my producer is asleep <laughs> <laughs> and I remember feeling like oh fuck me like this is awful but I got a lot out of those rooms in a yeah. way and yeah I mean when you're you're in a corner and you got to look at yourself 
while the show is airing and while you're out there and filming, like that is, I've more alone time than I've had with myself than, than ever. Like right. I've never had that much time to just sit in a, and stare out a window and like think about what I want with my life. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> weird. So I, yeah. I thought it was great too, because, um, I don't know how it was on your season, but on mine, the girls were wonderful. Yeah. And while some of the stuff was awful, all the girls were like lifting each other up all the time. Yeah. And I, I don't even know if I've gotten that in my real life. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, I didn't have the greatest I relationship overall with the women in the house, but I did have close friends in there that, I felt like were my cheerleaders who would listen to me when I needed them. And, um, and, and I witnessed it myself, the close relationships that came for, for other women. Um, and so that was really cool to see. And and it, it just became weird that, you know, we're, we're technically supposed to be here and, and like falling for this guy when really you're falling for other women and then you're just learning about yourself and, uh, (laughs) Falling in love with yourself, right. which is interesting, well, that, you know? That that would be something I would say keeps me coming back for the show, is yeah. that I think a lot of times people focus on, like, the main relationship that's going on, mm-hmm. but I think the friendships that are formed on the show, or even seeing women come off the show more confident and more sure of themselves afterward yeah. is, like, really beautiful to me. Yeah, I would love to just get, and the men too, because I think they probably learn a lot as well but oh, I yeah. would just love to ask all the women from this show to tell me one or two or three really valuable things that they learned about themselves after or during their whatever the show um just to f- so it's not so much just always about like the love and the romance but just the other positives that come out of the show you know what I mean Olivia, like you should write a book about that ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, I wanted to write a book, like, exposing my frustrations with the show, and then I realized that it would just, like, perpetuate my anger and resentment. So, you know what? I'm going to change my tune. Right. And just make it about the love and the light and the positivity. I love it. You know what I mean? Can I write the foreword? Can you you write every other chapter? Because we're both (laughs) such book nerds that we can, like, really enjoy writing something together no I want to know um I I get asked all the time book recommendations and I feel like I'm a broken record so do you have any faves or books you've read recently that maybe are different than the ones I always tell people so that there's some change and variety up in here oh wow hmm um I just read a great book called The Female Persuasion by Meg Wolitzer it was fantastic and I think a lot of people hear the title and they're just automatically like, oh, it's just about feminism. Feminism, yeah. It's not. Okay. Please cool. read it. It's really great. <laughs> Noted. Um, <laughs> um, another great one that I read recently kind of in terms of like a thriller is mm-hmm. The Last Mrs. Parrish. Ooh. That one was really good. I'm into good. thrillers lately. Ooh, if you like thrillers, I could go all day really? on recommendations. Oof. So the one I told Reality Steven um, in our podcast was yeah. The Kind Worth Killing. Ooh. That one is great. Fun. Another really good one is The Truth About the Harry Quaybear Affair. 
that's one of my all-time faves. Noted. Um. <laughs> Can't wait to listen back to this podcast and write these down. <laughs> no, I ser- I have so many. Like, it's easier sometimes if people are just like, like, what's a good beach read? Or, like, what's a really good romance? Then I can, like, kind of go off of that because I can just I do never. Love, I, I love a good romance novel. I really do. It's embarrassing, but I have so much love for romance novels. But I do attribute some of them to my unrealistic expectations of romance <laughs> in the real oh, world. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I always used to tell people, I was like, I can't find a great relationship because I've seen too many movies and I've read too many books. Too and now many I just sparks novels. Yes. Me. I've read, I've read every single one. Ditto. <laughs> I have one in my room right now that I'm like, I have to stop reading this. Cause I'm just getting darker and darker into a relationship hole that will never exist. <laughs> I think Nicholas sparks books though, are like a great palate cleanser between oh, like reading other books. Oh, they're just so, they're all so predictable they're so easy. They're so light. They just make you yeah. feel airy. They're, yeah, I, totally agree. Totally. I will recommend this one book that was very surprising to me, and I know it will not be everyone's cup of tea, but there is a book called The Idea of You, hmm. and a lot of people say that it's loosely based on, like, Harry Styles' character. Okay. <laughs> sure. Um, but it's it's kind of about this uh This mom, like a 40-year-old mom who has a younger daughter who goes to like, it's not called One Direction in the book, but that's what you're supposed to think it is. And one of the guys from the band like falls in love with the mom and they have this like torrid love affair and it has very steamy sex scenes in it. I love it. I thought I was not going to like this type of book, but I read it in a day. No. Oh, I'm so (laughs) excited. I'm going to the library right now. My first thing I do every time I move is I go to the library and I get a library card Um, Uh, because girl can't afford to keep buying all these books. I know. I know. I need to. But I'll either I'll either library or I shop local bookstores every time. See, you're so good about that. I don't know why I haven't been doing this for longer because there's a library right beside (laughs) us and I just got my first New York library card. Oh, I loved I'm actually really embarrassed about that. Yeah. Come on. Get it together. I know. Shout out to the Mullenberg branch of the New York Public (laughs) Library. We became really close for a long time. Um, Yeah, no. So so write those down, people. And please add me to the Facebook group because I feel really left out. (laughs) I'm going to add you. Don't worry. You're also super into (laughs) beauty. I am. I suffered from cystic acne and in about like the last 10 years, melasma. Okay. Which are super annoying skin problems. Um, I know the cystic acne life very well. uh, Are you on spironolactone? I am on spironolactone. (laughs) I mean, it's a miracle drug. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like it's not, and then my skin does end up getting better. So, yeah. I go through flare-ups. I'm not someone who gets ever, like, surface acne. Like, it's always you know, those undergrounders and it sucks and it's awful and it's all hormonal. But yeah, I've been on spironolactone. Write this down, peeps, by the way. We'll go to your doctor. Um, It is, I've been on it for probably like five or six years now. And I do love it. I mean, it's great. Are we the same person? I think we are. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Did we just become best friends? We really did. We really did. Um, Yeah, it's great. Yeah. I've, I've been on it since 2012, mm-hmm. but I've struggled with cystic acne since college. 
So mm-hmm. I just had like very bad scars, very uh, intense cystic acne where I was having to go into the dermatologist's office like every other week to get a cortisone injection. Yep. And then finally, uh, we messed around with my spiro levels. Um, I take 150 milligrams, which oh, okay. was like yeah. the perfect Yeah, uh, I'm at 100 dosage. right now. Um, I was at 75 and I felt like it wasn't enough. So now I'm at 100 and I'm good at 100. But yeah. Um, yeah, my skin just flare if all the time. And I have like, I was born with it. I have little red, I have redness on the sides of my nostrils. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've been trying, I, I even did the vampire face, the acne scarring and all that stuff. And I've seen some improvement, um, overall, I'm still looking at the redness kind of, um, trying to, to alleviate redness. Um, but as far as cystic acne, if you struggle with that, I would definitely look into spironolactone for it sure. freaking rules. Yeah. I'm trying to think of anything else that I regularly, um, I mean, I just, I'm a big proponent of just like washing your face every single night, no matter what. And anytime I see someone sleeping with makeup on, like I actually convulse a little bit. Even if I'm blackout, I still wash my face. Amen. (laughs) I will be like over a toilet heaving and I will somehow wash my face. Even if I, the next day don't remember doing it. Yeah. It's always (laughs) clear. Just just keep wipes by your bed. Like, even if you're like, I cannot wash my face and I don't advocate wipes. I advocate them for like, maybe after a workout or something like that. But if you're just like, I cannot make it to the sink, use the wipes. Just 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 do do it. it. Just have them just in case. Are there any beauty trends or products that you're anti right now? (sighs) Anti. Um, this will be an unpopular opinion, but I am not on the P50 train. Ooh. I do not think it's that great. There are a bunch of ingredients in it that I actually think are problematic. Okay. Um, I know that they have some cleaner ones, um, but I think that glycolic acid works a lot better and is a lot more gentle. Great. So I try to advocate for that a lot more in terms of cystic acne and melasma. Yep. Um... What's another one I'm just really not into? Yeah. Hmm. Trying to think. I can't even. I mean, I, 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 I'm, I'm so loyal to what I've always done that I'm not, I'm not someone who's super adventurous when it comes to trying new. Because, you know, with this bachelor, people want to send stuff all the time, send this skin product, and I'm just like, I'm too afraid, you know? I'm too afraid to change yeah. what clearly has sort of balanced me out for at least the time being. Yeah. You know? I will say... Um, have you seen the summer Fridays jet lag mask that's been everywhere? So there is this like cute blue metal tube that has this pretty organic and natural jet lag mask that's everywhere right now. And in my beauty group, we've been trying the product for over a month and it's pretty unanimous that no one would keep it in their routine. Really? Yes. Ah, um, interesting. At the end of the month, I'll have everyone submit kind of Their what they fully opinions, thought about yeah. the product. But I would not, I would maybe carry it actually on the plane and use it as a mask, but I don't think it's that great. Don't, don't go for it. Maybe. Well, in a month, <laughs> we'll find out. No, I want to <laughs> yeah. um, tell people where they can, uh, it's, it's hashtag Ash, or what is it? Hashtag Spivey's um, book club. 
right? Yes, and it's it's the book emoji. The book so emoji, that, I that, which yeah, I could not find on my emoji thing this morning. I could not find it. <laughs> it's in the light bulb. Oh, it's in the light bulb. Okay. Oh, God. Yeah, I felt so dumb. I'm scrolling through. I can't find the books. I did, if you search, like, hashtag Spivey, it, it shows up eventually, yeah. even if it's book. And then what it's if it, hashtag Spivey's Beauty Club? Yeah. Okay. Spivey, Spivey's Beauty Faves with a heart at the end. And people there. are like, why did you make it so complicated? I don't want no, it to be, you? like, giant. I'm trying to, like, keep it small. Well, you got to include how to find this emoji right. in your about me. Because dummies like me. Took me like thirty minutes. I finally was like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna look. I'm just gonna search everywhere." Book club. Well, also on my uh, on my Instagram page, I have a link, and you can just click the link and just click on the how to apply to each of the groups. That makes it a little easier. (laughs) Thank you for dumbing it down for people like me. (laughs) Thank you so much. Um, And where should everyone follow you on the the social mediums? Uh, I'm at Ashley Spivey everywhere. That's thank you for doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, I especially advocate for the Twitter, um, the Twitter <laughs> follow, especially because this the show is airing. Actually, this comes out the day after the show airs, so um, everyone will be hopefully following Ashley already and loving her tweets from premiere night. I need yes. to get cable somehow. I don't know what I'm gonna do. You have to like oh. definitely tweet for me. I'm, I think I might bow out just go to someone else's house <laughs> just use someone for their cable <laughs> yes yes i'm, gonna, a cute I'm boy. gonna change my bumble bio to i'm just using you for your cable <laughs> on monday please nights. please do that for an experiment <laughs> see if it works i don't even my bio is so bitchy right now so i'm really thinking it'll work because men I'm so- men love batches <laughs> I want to hear about your journey reading this book. You have to like tweet um, out like what you think. It is like, weird real... that we've been messaging over Twitter. Um, can you send me your number over the twit, please? So oh, we yeah, can like we're text. Best now. Yeah, because like <laughs> this whole Twitter messaging thing is really weird. It is weird. Yeah, let's let's stop. Um, okay, I'm sorry to have taken so much of your time, world and Ashley, and um, I have a furniture delivery coming. So. <laughs> No, I love it. I have to bow out because I need outdoor furniture. Um, But I I just adore you. I think you're as awesome as I thought you were. So thanks for coming on. The feelings are mutual. (laughs) You're so cool. And you'll probably have to be a monthly guest so we can talk about all all the things and the beauty things that we don't like. I'd love to. All the things. Okay, adore you. Um, Hanging up. Love ya. Go follow. (laughs) Go follow all the peeps. Um, And text me or, or DM me your number, okay? right now thank you thank you bye (laughs) bye Bye, you guys thanks for listening